Hello and welcome to Decoding the Mind. Today we're looking at the impact of listening to music on cognitive performance by Ariel S. Delegui. It was issued in 2013 in the Inquiries Journal, Volume 5, Number 9. So the claim is that students listen to music to counteract stress and anxiety when involved in complicated cognitive processes. However, some types of music might be harmful for people's performance. So some background, there's been some research done on the effect of music on cognitive performance, but the results seem to disagree. So some researchers have found that music improves performance, while others found the opposite. There may be many reasons for this difference in results, and one of the ways that those differences can be studied is by varying one specific aspect of the study to test individual variables. In this case, it would be by changing the types of music and by changing the volume. One study by Smith and Morris from 1977 found that participants performed worse when listening to music they preferred, which was justified by saying that preferred music kept participants more engaged in the music, so ultimately distracting them from the task at hand. They also found that participants listening to no music performed the best out of the different groups, followed by those listening to sedative music and stimulative music showed the worst results. Another study by Fernham and Bradley from 1977 looking at the performance of introverts and extroverts in noisy and quiet environments found that pop music impaired performance for both introverts and extroverts compared to silence. However, introverts were more negatively affected. The same study also showed some evidence that background noise in general improves extroverts' performance but impairs introverts' performance significantly. Then, in addition to these studies, there have also been studies supporting the idea that background noise decreases cognitive performance, and others show no such correlation. So, when testing different types of music, another study has shown that calming music increased the arithmetic and memory performance test results of children aged 10 to 12, while arousing and unpleasant music greatly decreased their test results. Realistically, however, people do not generally listen to music they find unpleasant when participating in cognitive tasks. So the purpose of this study was to understand the role that soft and loud music played at different volume levels have on students' cognitive performance when participating in a simple arithmetic test. Then compare those to a base-level performance when the room is silent. For some methodology, 32 undergraduate students aged 20 to 41 from a psychology class at the University of Maryland were used and they were given five arithmetic tests. Each one had five multiplication, five division, five addition, and five subtraction problems. The soft music was a piano piece called Morning Light by Sean Beeson, and the loud music was a heavy metal slash rock song called Not Ready to Die by Demon Hunters. So the procedures are as following. Each participant had one minute to solve as many arithmetic questions out of 20 in five different test scenarios. So test one, soft music at low volume intensity, test 2, loud music at low volume intensity, test 3 was silence, test 4, soft music in high volume intensity, and finally test 5, loud music in high volume intensity. Between each test there was a 20 second break. A paired sample t-test was used with an alpha level of 0.05 and with those in mind the results are as follows. So the mean performance score out of 20 for the tests is 12.94 in silence and for all four music types the mean number of questions answered was 11.99 with a t-value of 2.21 and a p-value of less than 0.05. 
Now separating the different intensity and music type results at low intensity test results, there was a combined number of questions answered of 25.63, which is significantly higher than high intensity test results where there was a combined number of 22.34 questions answered on average with a t-value of 4.75 and p-value of less than 0.001, which is statistically significant. Then loud music at high intensity results were significantly lower than in silence with a t-value of minus 2.9 and p-value of less than 0.05 and no significant difference in test scores between soft music and loud music was found with a t-value of minus 0.56 and a p-value of 0.582 which should be noted might not be statistically significant as that t-value is quite small and the probability of this result being not significant is quite high. Now looking at these results, the LEGWI concludes that participants perform better in silence than any other music condition. In the different music tests, performance was worst when listening to loud music at high volumes and best when listening to music quietly, but there was no significant difference between music types. However, I would add that there is a statistically significant probability of music types playing a role in cognitive performance with a small t-score and a high p-value indicating that the lack of difference between music types may be a coincidence. Other than the lack of difference between music types, the results of these tests agree with most of the previous research regarding cognitive ability decreasing when listening to music rather than in silence. Delegui also makes the conclusion that louder instruments such as drums, bass, and electric guitar in the hard rock song are distractions to the participants. However, I again would be more hesitant to say that it's the case, as it's possible only one of those factors contributes to lower scores in the hard rock song test, say for example the lyrics or maybe the drums, and you'd have to separate those different components and test for each one individually to see if they play a role in cognitive ability. My guess would be that music with a simple rhythm is more predictable and requires less brain power, while music with lyrics requires us to listen to the lyrics to form meaning and also an increased amount of focus is needed to assess the tonality and emotion conveyed by the singer. The author also includes some limitations to the study, including first of all, the sequence in which the tests were given was not randomized, so there may have been improvements in scores as the study progressed due to learning effects. Secondly, the participants were sitting in different locations in the room and for those closer to the speakers, the music was louder, so there was some variance in the volume of music heard by the different participants. And the third point that the author makes is that the arithmetic problems may have been too easy for college-level students, and no assessment was made before the study to test the base knowledge of the participants. I would also add that those who regularly do arithmetic problems may be answering the problems just from memory, rather than having to do the math in their head when seeing the questions. Delegui recommends that researchers in the future should use more complex cognitive processing tests to get a more accurate look at students' cognitive ability. So those were some of the limitations that were offered by the author, but I also have several suggestions for this research. So first of all, the arithmetic requires very little creativity. I would like to see studies done where some degree of creative thinking is required. Additionally, there are only two songs that are used, where the piano piece has no set rhythm, compared to the hard rock song, and the hard rock song 
may have come across as unpleasant to some, which may increase or decrease the test scores by the participants. Also, the participants' opinion on the music was not asked, so there might be a role played by the participants' liking or disliking of the music, and there's some other research that talks about the effect that the participants like or dislike of the music has on their cognitive ability when listening to that music. The length of the test was very short as well, each test spanning only one minute. In a real-world scenario, students can sit and study anywhere from 10 minutes to several hours at a time, and the possibility of music getting students to enter a certain mindset might over the long term outweigh the negatives involved in being distracted by the music over the short term. And this study only looks at the short-term results from listening to music. The students tested were psychology students who received extra credit for participation. There might have been a subconscious bias involved when students actively did worse on the tests when the loud music was played as they expected themselves to be more distracted. This might not have played any role in changing the results, but I think it is a possibility. Finally, I think the biggest drawback of this test was a small number of participants and very few arithmetic questions. There may be a statistically significant difference in difficulty across the five tests, and with a large number of participants, that difference would be more easily seen. For example, the first test may have been disproportionately more difficult than the third test, and the only way to find out would be by having a larger sample size and having all the students do all the same questions in the same conditions and cancelling out any other variables. In conclusion, for the best results, silence is recommended rather than any type of music at any volume. And if you do decide to listen to music, focus on decreasing the volume of the music rather than the particular genre. These results contradict previous studies which show that classical music enhances cognitive performance. However, the statistical significance of that conclusion is questionable and classical music may well be the least bad option if one is listening to music while studying. From what it looks like to me, silence is likely the best option if performance is the only priority. However, the positive mindset that you can get when listening to music that you enjoy should also be a consideration when you sit down and start studying. The references to this study can be found in the description, and if you go into the work cited by Delegui, you'll see all the other studies that she talks about in this one.